Welcome to the Activate Your Audience podcast. I'm your host, Luis Felipe Giraldo. Here, you'll find a range of episodes discussing all aspects of brand activation, the latest industry trends, market insights, and case studies. We will delve into topics such as experience design, experiential marketing, brand communication, brand campaigns, public relations, content creation, business operations, and a dash of philosophy, all with the goal of helping you increase brand awareness, inspiring you to succeed, achieve your goals, and drive customer engagement. Tune in to learn from the experts and get the secrets to activate your audience. Subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes and join the conversation on Instagram at the Imperial. Let's activate your audience. Welcome to the Activate Your Audience podcast. I'm your host, Luis Felipe Giraldo. Here, you'll find a range of episodes discussing all aspects of brand activation, the latest industry trends, market insights, and case studies. We will delve into topics such as experience design, experiential marketing, brand communication, brand campaigns, public relations, content creation, business operations, and a dash of philosophy, all with the goal of helping you increase brand awareness, inspiring you to succeed, achieve your goals, and drive customer engagement. Tune in to learn from the experts and get the secrets to activate your audience. Subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes and join the conversation on Instagram at the Imperial. Let's activate your audience. Hey, so want to know the best way to be constantly motivated and take action regardless of what challenges are going on around you? Today, we'll tackle the timeless wisdom that helps any entrepreneur, creative artist, any individual doing the work to achieve nirvana and be free of suffering. Maybe. If you want to stop being slowed down by the highs and lows that life gives you, listen up. By the end of this episode, you'll have a better understanding of what happens at various levels of the mind, body, emotion, and purpose, which will set you free and hopefully generate momentum. Share, subscribe, and reach out with your thoughts. So I've been thinking, as most marketers do, about tackling the root cause and the counterproductive results that any coping mechanism to addictions our substance or behaviors, drugs, shopping, love addictions, etc., creates. So according to Gabor Mate, uh, he's an addiction specialist, recently wrote The Myth of Normal, highly recommended. According to him, most addictions are rooted in what he says are an incentive to escape from the confines of the self, that is the mundane lived-in experience of being uncomfortable and isolated in one's own skin, that alienated discomfort being disturbing to the point of torment, a persistent sense of being abnormal, unworthy, and deficient. Underneath, however, many layers of normal functioning, end quote. Now I realize that if we cultivate awareness and establish habits of action, that is the behavior that are in alignment with the value, with the value and the goals you aspire to, then we strike this problem right at its root. Now what does cultivating awareness and establishing habitual actions look like? It looks like what Stephen Pressfield calls doing the work. This means showing up daily and honoring what is required of you to do in order to stave off resistance. Resistance is what feeds your addiction if you give into it. Whether that addiction is compulsive thinking, ruminating, being frozen in inaction, or thinking only of what you don't want to happen, avoiding the effort of coming up with a solution, or even indulging in behavior, substance, or consumption, that addiction or distraction is providing an ever-diminishing return at the cost of your well-being and can result in your inevitable destruction. 
Here's a few more examples of what being stuck in the resistance looks like. It could be something as quote-unquote harmless as online shopping or binging a TV series when you know you're avoiding whatever work you need to do. It's being stuck in the grips of a sex or substance addiction. The impulse and pathology of these behaviors and consumptions habit is exactly what the resistance wants and what it uses to ensure that you are not doing the work. So how do we not only become aware, but conquer this? It doesn't have to be complicated. If you use the following steps to clearly see what is happening. So, as I mentioned, awareness is the first step. Once you've identified what the behavior is, you can use a tool like LBT, which is logic-based therapy, and see some sort of cognitive distortion that is causing you to create this lie. That is called a practical syllogism, the lie that you are creating. Now, logic-based therapy uh, uses logic, as the title entails, to identify and question what is it that you are actually believing, which is a lie, and you go through a six-step process of identifying the practical syllogism, voicing it or writing it out loud, and then identifying why it's a lie, why it's based on either something that is not true or something that is charged with high emotions and therefore misconstrued or blurred, and then you find a value that counters it. So something that is based on truth that actually counters this practical syllogism, and then you begin to implement the behaviors behind it. So let's come back to what comes after you've identified this practical syllogism, which is you establish a behavior, as the last step of this process says, that is aligned with what you want to be or become. Now, the most important key here is to detach instead of over-identifying with who you think you are. This is your ego. Because when we have been tormented by the resistance and have been stuck or frozen in fear, there's an identity that falsely thinks it is who you are. An amateur is stuck in their ego, Stephen Pressfield says. Being a pro, which is what you are, a professional, means refusing the narcissistic view of the ego. This view is a lie. And it's a view of the world, not as it is, but an extreme hierarchical manner of seeing things. This causes the ego to be stuck in a continuous and toxic rating of the self in relation to others, which results in feeling like you're in a seesaw of emotions, high and low because it is based on external. You're then stuck playing a zero-sum game, which even if you feel you are temporarily winning, eventually you lose. Now, the beauty of this is that now, after you become conscious of what is happening, you can release that pathology and that practical syllogism and begin behaving like a pro instead of an amateur. This means trusting the process, doing what you need to do without being distracted by things out of your control, and repeat with consistency the daily, hourly, weekly reps, the repetitions that you know you need to do. You can be liberated by being free of self-inflation when good fortune finds you and of being free of desperation when good fortune falls. There's always an up before a down and vice versa. It's a law of life, ups and downs. Things go up, things come down. So choose to consider yourself a success based on this consistent action that you are taking and you choosing to do the repetitive and ongoing practices, the action, in the realm of your mindset, your character, and your skill development is doing the work. This conquers the resistance. And by doing what you need to do, regardless of how you feel, 
whether it's fear or strain or pain or sadness, you can use faith in the present moment to tackle one thing at a time. There's a lie that finds us in these moments of struggle. It's a lie that says we need to worry about all the things or 20 or 10 different things instead of the one or two things in front of us right now. The mind begins a counterproductive effort to keep us alive. It thinks it's doing us a favor and actually it's betraying us by making us think this discomfort is forever or that how we feel is actually true when it's not true to fact and it simply is just a feeling. So don't be blinded by this fallacy and become overwhelmed in the losing battle of tackling all the problems at once in your mind and, again, leading you to over. So now let's go back to where we started, the root cause of addiction, and in that it provides a, quote, an incentive to escape from the confines of the self. That is the mundane lived-in experience of being uncomfortable and isolated in one's own skin. That alienated discomfort was disturbing to the point of torment, a persistent sense of being abnormal, unworthy, and deficient. Underneath, however many surface layers of normal functioning. So this can be at different levels, different intensities, but it's a theme and a constant that exists at various levels of the journey. So not everybody's going to be desperate in, say, the grips of a heroin addiction, but somebody at any level could be doing a little bit too much online shopping or avoiding having a tough conversation with their partner or living in the lie of just yes men that come with success instead of delineating what is, say, a true honest friend and what are people that are just telling you what you want to hear. So those are all different ways of coping and creating this alienated discomfort or dealing with this alienated discomfort again at various levels. So we are disturbed in these moments because we're living not by our standards but by the opinions of others and defining our own worth based on some external evaluation because as we know now that's what the ego does. Now the unlock is living by your own evaluation and standards and not that of others. You've realized You were giving into the resistance, which is the first step. You became aware and saw past the bullshit of lies you were telling yourself in the form of practical syllogisms. Then you saw the ego was keeping you stuck in a lose-lose game and resulting in amateur behavior because you were not seeing things as they were, but ignoring what you could control and therefore torturing yourself instead. Now, being at the whim of things you can't control and the pressure it creates led you, in desperation, to believe you could solve all your perceived real problems at once, leading to overwhelm. And so the cycle repeats. Burnout, ignited by this lie, leads you back to whatever procrastination, obsession, drug, insert addictive escape, only to continue this daily flywheel. But now, you know you can let go of that rope at any moment. You can let go of craving third-party evaluation so as not to be terrorized by the imaged by the imagined conception of what is expected of you. By being aware of that and taking the action and behavior that aligns to who and what you want to be, based on your own truth, your own standards, you're free to think, be, and act, and live as you. Now the pain that comes from the fear of being you is also something we can let go of, if we're aware of the following. This can also significantly lighten your load. Our ancestors fear the expulsion, the exile of the tribe, because our nervous system registered that 
back in our hunter-gatherer, pre-internet, pre-plumbing, pre-agricultural days, that if that happened, we would die out in the wild all on our own. Now, accepting and embracing that you are different and unique allows you to let go of the fear of rejection and overcome this visceral torment of being exiled by the tribe. Because another actual truth is that we are all different and unique. And there are entities, products, energies that benefit from us not accepting this. See above, addictive consumption and escape. When we are awakened to this truth and let go of the obsessive fear of being seen and judged as yourself, which inherently means being different from others and thus possibly being rejected, you are free from needing the needle of escape, from pain, which makes you give in to the resistance and keeps you from doing the work. Now, the fact is that most people aren't taking action in a special, unique way and therefore are likely not going to achieve any unique result. It's simple, but it's one of those not easy or common things. You don't have to be, nor do you want to be like most people who don't achieve anything special because you can let go of the subconscious or conscious fear and desire and pull to fit in, to not be different to not be kicked out of the tribe. And you do that by doing the repetitive, the consistent thing that will get you to your goals and your desire of greatness. Now, that desire isn't unique. We all want health, wealth, and love in our lives. The action and commitment, that is unique. That is what it takes to achieve and realize these rare and unique results and whatever your individual standards of those results are. Committing to the process instead of the outcome is also unique. It's special. Take action. And live by that truth. If you do the action that you need to do, the work, you will become the type of person that has the character, the mindset, and skill set to truly win and succeed, especially because you did this by your own standards. Now, if you do the activities and focus on the activity itself, the one thing in front of you, and you value the process more than the outcome, because without the process, there is no outcome, then your self-esteem remains consistent and solid at a fundamental level. At this point, you've separated what you couldn't control and focused then on what you can. Therefore, you're seeing reality as it is. By separating the activities from the outcome, you've allowed yourself to focus on the action, the doing of the work. This is what you can commit to and what you can control. This shift will change your life. So today, choose to commit to this. Just some thoughts. I've been swirling around in my head and gathering some knowledge and wisdom and truth from various sources. So if this resonates with you, drop a comment, check us out, follow us at Be Imperial, subscribe, share it to your friends, and we welcome any conversation. So thanks for listening, and we would love to chat on this or all things brand activating philosophy business. Till the next one. Take care. Bye.